Welcome back to Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia. I am here with the one and only Nissen Black. How are you doing today? First of all, thank you so much on your busy, busy day. You took the time to sit with me and do this interview, so I really do appreciate it. I know that you're super busy, so thank you so much. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. A little tired, but I'm okay. Okay, well, then <laughs> it's good that you're tired. That means you're doing something. You're listening to Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in to this show because that means that you want to succeed in life and you do not want to fail. Many of us go through such difficult challenges in life, and it's up to us not to fall victim to them. It's up to us to rise above it and to succeed. I sit down with people who have gone through real big struggles and show that they overcame them and are super successful today. It's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. Hebrew Hits is presented by TMC. I, I, I'm going to try to do this interview a little bit differently than other interviews you've done because you probably say the same thing again and again. Um, so I, I do know that everybody knows you converted to Judaism. Before we even talk about that, I want to ask you, what is the best part of life? You know, there are so many people that don't walk around happy. And like, I saw you today, you don't even know me. And like, you greeted me with a smile and you're like excited about, you know, your passion and everything. How does one have a happy life and what is your favorite part of life? I think it's part of what we spoke about before, but I will go even deeper and say that the main thing um, that we have to, that we that we will probably find a happiness, where we will find a happiness. I heard many years ago, a wonderful, wonderful quote said that if you take a fish out of water, it flaps and it'll die. Just And, and there'd be nothing oppressive about a fish. But once you put a fish in water, then to see that fish go, you'll see the genius of a fish. And the same thing about all of us. We have to figure out where our waters are, where we're supposed to be. And I think that that's what happens. Usually most people go through life feeling very, very out of place. They, they work jobs that don't mean anything for them and don't mean anything to them. They live a life and we're always in. And let's not even start with how much we're trying to make ourselves a certain way so we can fit in with other people. So we don't usually know ourselves. And I think the biggest problem is, is that most people are, are suffering because they don't take time to get to know who they are. And once they know who they are, then they'll know what they're supposed to be doing. And I think that that's the ultimate key to happiness. My question is, though, is how is somebody supposed to know who they are? You know, like you must be so lucky to know who you are at a young age. But how does somebody how does somebody find out who they are? The way you find out who you are is, first off, any way that you would like to find out about somebody else. You have to spend time with you. Most people are not spending time with themselves. You get in a car, first thing a person does is turn on music because there's something that makes them feel um, very, very uncomfortable about hearing their own thoughts. And, and, and to sit in silence will bring them maybe to some places that they're not so comfortable with being. But you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. And, and that, that, that requires that we spend a lot of time with ourselves, and it requires that we spend a lot of time with God to be able to find out more about ourselves. It, the, it says Hashem himself is, is he, he, he's the source, he's the makor, he's the very, he's the shorish of everything, of all life. So by him is everything. We have an interesting tradition that teaches that when a person is born and brought into the world, that there was a malach that went and taught that person every single thing, all of the Torah. They taught him every single thing they're going to be able to know about Torah and what their mission in life is. The moment they come into the world, they hit here and they, they forget everything. So what's our mission? To go and find it, to go look for it. Where is it going to be? 
by Hashem. Of course, that's where the place is going to be. So um, very important to know yourself, spend time with yourself, and then spend time with Hashem, and you'll find it. So I have two questions here. Okay. Um, number one. Okay, awesome. <laughs> one maybe I don't know. <laughs> so the first question I have is, you were not born Jewish. Were, did you also have a malach with you mm-hmm. in the womb that also pinched you, as you're saying, over on your on your lip? Did that happen or no? That's a very good question. I don't know what others would say, but one of the things I know that we do also have a tradition that a person that's born, and we have a teaching that Lubavitcher Rebbe was very big on this, that that soul was a new Jewish neshama before it, it came, and for whatever reason, there was many different reasons why it's said in a lot of the esoteric reasons as to why this particular soul had to be born in a non-Jewish family. But if you talk to most people, myself included, they had moments in their life where they felt very, very out of place. The whole life they were looking for where did they belong. And it wasn't until they came to Yiddishkeit and somehow the wool was taken off of their eyes to the to the Torah and the truth of the Torah that they felt, wow, I'm at home. So there's many people like that, myself included, and I definitely have moments like that in my life. Wow, so you're saying that when you hit Judaism, you knew this is where you belonged, correct? It's, it's not only that I knew where I was belonged. I, I lived, I had a whole year that it felt like my whole life was deja vu. Every time I was in the shul, I was davening, when I, and I, everything I felt, I was like, I was here before. I felt like I was here. I know this person, but I didn't know this person. But I felt like I knew this person. So for sure, I definitely felt like that, and I and I still feel like that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not having as many deja vus. But for sure, definitely feel uh, and when I look back on my life, retrospectively, I see it. You know, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood as a kid. It, you would have never been able to tell me that me, you know, walking through this the shul every single day and riding my bike in another shul and over here, that I would have been diving in chakras in these shuls when I got older. You know, I would have never had thought of it. But uh, Shim, Shim has his way. My wife, she grew up in a church that was very interesting. The church she grew up in uh, had a, had a Magen David all over the place. So it turns out the very shul that we that I was riding my bike in the back of moved from the other side of town back in the maybe the 50s or 60s, moved to my side of town. So I grew up over there by that shul. She grew up in the old building where it still has a lot of the writing over there. She grew up in it, seeing a Mag and David the whole entire time. And she ends up growing up and she's Maguire in the very shul from the old building that she grew up in that church. So it's a very, very interesting. So Shim knows what he's doing. We don't, but Shim knows what he's doing. So what I heard the story is this was your girlfriend before you became Jewish, correct? And then you both converted together? Yes, absolutely. Me and my wife are high school sweethearts. So we've been together since we were 16 years old. And uh, yes, we did everything together. My wife converted. Now, the truth is, I was the first one who who got bit by the bug, for sure. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, she was not so, you know, on board. But after growing and spending a lot of time learning together, uh, she was the first one who decided to actually say she wanted to go like orthodox, like so that was her. Uh, she was the first one to say that she wanted to gay. So I would at least say that she she beat me there. Oh wow! So he, I want to go back to a point that you were talking about before we got in. Oh sure, sure, sure. It is very hot. It is like very hot. Yeah. And I have this thing when I start talking about Hashem, the fire starts going in my body, and it turns on. Even in the AC, I would start sweating. I'm being honest. So. <laughs> That's awesome. You see Hashem lit a fire in your soul and in your heart. (laughs) No doubt about it. So I have this question regarding when you're still talking about being with yourself. Mm -hmm. When you're with yourself trying to figure out who you are, are you supposed to be asking yourself questions of who am I or just being with yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, because that's like we don't we didn't finish that conversation. 
So it's interesting. Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Linder, who is one of the big Kadmonim, big person in, in Breslov, uh, probably probably one of the most influential people in the Breslov movement who came over from Russia after the, the, the falling of the Iron Curtain. He himself uh, was very, very big on that a person should pay attention to their thoughts. Your thoughts are running all the time. Just pay attention to what you're thinking. So there's many different ways to do that, but obviously it's much easier to do that when you're quiet. So having alone time and quiet, uh, which is usually referred to as he's bonadus or he bonadus, where a person sits and contemplates and, and, and even without speaking. I think the next level of it is that sometimes it's very, very important, important for a person to talk to themselves. Talk to themselves. I talk to myself a lot. This is a cheshbon and nefesh. And I say, Nisim, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, you know, well, what were you thinking? And, and But it's very, very important for a person to, to look because all of us have been given um, signs, hints, and, and things that have been biased for us to be paying attention to. And usually the even the a lot of the traumas that we've, we've dealt with in our life are there to, to go in the goodie bag, not on the other side, you know. And so it's a very interesting thing that if a person could sit, and literally it's not, it, it's, it's not rocket science. You just sit. You be with yourself. And sometimes it's very, I found also too, to put on some nice music and different things to get yourself in a certain place. But contemplate and think on your life. Think about your, from your childhood. Go back. Come, come, come to, to where you are. Don't, don't throw out. Another thing is very bad too. People just throw out childhood dreams that they remember from their childhood. Like, why do you remember a dream when you're 30, 40, and and it was something that was that you know I'm not talking about a nightmare, but I'm talking about you know things that 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 made an impression on you. Um, a lot of times we're not looking for you know the the signs and wonders that Hashem is trying to do for all of us, and and it's very important to sit and be quiet and to think about these things. So that is sparking another question, because when you're saying like these things that Hashem, right, is like putting into your thoughts, do you find that Hashem is actually talking to us? We just, he's not, to, like, I always say, Hashem, please talk to me. Mm-hmm. Hashem is not calling me on the phone. Hashem is not texting me. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to have Hashem talk to me when Hashem is not physical? Well, it says that the Gemara brings that uh, every day there's a boss call that goes out. Uh, goes out from Shemaim that says Shuvu Bani, my children return to me. There's many different instances in where this happens, but it's absolutely true that Hashem is always speaking to us, not all the time audibly. There's some of us who are uh, not on that madrega. I don't know what the big people of the generation and in prior years what they experience, but a lot of times that it 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 takes for us to just being keen to watch the things that are going on around us, and that the spiritual awareness comes from you get what you put in. If you put more and more into your spirituality by spending time in meditation, prayer, and 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 learning, then the more and more that you do that, and the more and more that Shim says himself, if you seek me, you will find me. So that's the most important thing is that the what you put in is what you get out. It's no different than business or anything else. The people that work very very hard and you see that they'll slave to to make the next buck or to be the biggest in whatever field that they are. The difference between us and the very, very righteous people in generation, they did the same thing, but they only did it towards Hashem. That's that's the biggest difference. I have so much that I want to talk to you about. We're going to have to do another interview when you have more time because I know that you are going on stage soon. I do have one more question that if you wouldn't mind me asking is here's the question. Okay, you are not Jewish. You were doing music. I mean, I've seen your videos. And you were... You were you were popular. You were popular. Mm-hmm. Now you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. You're still doing music and you're still following your passion. Mm-hmm. 
have you seen your purpose change? You're still doing the same thing. No, I've only seen it be, become more defined. I don't think that anything changed. I think that what happened is now it's become more defined. Um, it's, it's one thing to know that you always were were supposed to be like for me myself I, I was just having a conversation with a very very close friend and that close friend I told him I said that I when I when I look at myself I spent a lot of time with myself and I've been every time you you receive new things but that's not really new it's just a clarification and one thing that I clarified that I was put here to make Hashem's name known not in a secretive type of way not in a I, I was put here literally to scream from my from 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 my inwards to sh let the whole entire world know that Hashem is in the world. I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm I'm running uh, PR marketing for Hashem, so that I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And 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 things that that will deter from that are not something that I need to make a part of of, of whether whether it's my career, whether it's uh, my day to day life, because it has nothing to do with what my purpose is in this world. So. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Now, has this been your favorite podcast to ever be on? I think so. I think so. I think it's like hands down for sure. I'll tell you why. I mean, look at the crew all laughing. But I'll tell you why. is because I really tried asking you questions that people don't ask you. Did I achieve that? You definitely did. You definitely did. So you, you got different answers than what other people got also, too, So because of it. That's awesome. So thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Malia. This is Hebrew Hits. Make sure to go subscribe and check out Nissan Black. You can follow and subs you can subscribe to our website, HebrewHitsRadio.com, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hebrew Hits Radio. See you back next time. In this short 14-minute episode, we heard from Nissan Black. He is so powerful. I have learned so much from this episode. I have learned to have a love of life, and it doesn't matter if he was Jewish before or not Jewish, his passion still stayed the same, although his focus changed, which is incredible to see that just because he became a Jew does not mean that he had to give up his music. And I also learned so much of how he said, you have to sit with yourself. So many people these days, we don't sit with ourselves, right? It's so quick. Life is so fast. Our days are so fast. We feel like we're running on a hamster wheel. It's amazing if we could just sit down and pause for, let's say, 30 to 45, even an hour a day, just with ourselves. If you're going on a walk, turn off the music and think about your life. If you're going on a drive, turn off the music. Think about yourself. Think about your life. Think about what it really is that you want to achieve. And I try doing this all the time on my walks. I try go going walking every single day. And I really try to sit with myself because I really want to live a very, very large, larger than life kind of life. And here in Nisim, you see he's living a life that he loves and this is what he does. So that was really powerful. That was a takeaway that I had from this episode. I would love to hear your takeaways. Please let me know in the comment section below. It's great having you here on Hebrew Hits. If you can share this episode with at least one person and that person shares it with at least one person, this episode will get out there. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to go subscribe to our YouTube channel at Hebrew Hits Radio and our website at HebrewHitsRadio.com. If you need any help with your LinkedIn account, if you need help branding it, if you need help getting on LinkedIn, reach out to me, Malia Feivelson, on LinkedIn. Have a great day. I can't wait to be back with another episode.